Hello, folks. Hey, Joe. That was good timing. We're not, we're just yeah, I just did the intros and got out of there quickly. All right. <laughs> I just did a shower and got out of there quickly. <sighs> nice. Nice. Um, all right. What's well. up? So uh, Bitcoin's CPI, up. Bitcoin's up. That's what's up. <laughs> CPI came in at six percent, and everybody got happy. And then uh, you know, bank closings and shit always help Bitcoin. So, uh, as Sean would say, it's better money. Uh, as he would say, he would say that, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, look, I think there's. You know, I, I was looking at some economic data. I don't know. Um, how long the optimism is really going to last, to be honest, because there are hikes coming. I don't either. Um, yep. So, you know, I'm kind of like, watch your positions, um, take profits where necessary or appropriate. But, yeah. you know, hey, it, it's good news. So, you know, let's not, uh, you know, it's not like everything goes to 100,000 overnight. Um, I like it, um, but let's be cautious here. I don't know. What do you think, yeah. Brad? Yeah, no, look, I mean, I'm still, uh, I, I'm still, uh, I'm still on the uh, Sean train. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily, you know, if there's a massive surge in liquidity, you know, um, lots of people piling in and starting to trade and we start to see, you know, kind of old school levels, then yeah, I might consider it. But my expectation is this will be short lived. Um, it might just be some folks taking advantage of, uh, of the, uh, people who think this is good news and, uh, giving them a, you know, catching a few more, uh, as Sean would say, candy taker takings, uh, before they, uh, before they roll it, roll it away is my expectation at this point. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I, 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 so I will die to see Sean's TA because um, I want I don't remember where the lines were on his charts, but I well, think you seem to remember like 25. Was that 25 eight? Yeah. Yeah. We, we broke one of them okay. today. So we doubt, well, I, I mean, the ones I drew after we talked to him are showing that. So you okay. know, we did, we did, you know, we did see some now he'll say, what will he say? He'll say, wait till Sunday at seven. Right. Weekly candle. Exactly. Wait till you get that weekly candle. Otherwise it's not worth it. Bothering. Don't bother. Right. So that's, uh, you know, and I think that's a valid thing to say. Now, if it hangs over this, you know, well, uh, I had a line at 24, 488. I'm not sure why. <laughs> but I had one at 24488. Um, and we are obviously now at 25, right now in 25928. So um Yeah, so I'm pushing that 26 line. Did it go over it this morning? Yeah, I just did. was every time I okay, every time I looked, I was like, holy shit, 26 ish. Uh we went to 26141. Oh, wait, okay. that. sorry. 26385 is is the high for the day so far. Hmm. So so that's a nice run. Well, you know, look, I think people are going to take profit. I think uh, there's probably not going to be a massive pile in of liquidity. I think that uh, volume will stay down. 
you know, again, I'm no expert like Sean, but uh, um, I got to believe um, I, I, I'm not sure this can sustain itself. I mean, look, you know, you just you do what Sean says. You look at the chart. Right. And let me present screen. Do, 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 do. Um, you know, this line here looks like a, a level, right? And that's 26,549 and we haven't broken that, right? But that looks like a pretty safe level. There's, there's two points on this. Um, uh, this is my scientific methodology uh, that I'm using right now to calculate this. But, you know, it, it's not uh, yeah, 26,354. We didn't break that. We actually stopped at that line, um, which is interesting. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not holding my breath. Well, he would be saying, um, you know, I'd be curious to see where those, where those resistance lines play, you know, the triple resistance he's talked about in the past. Um, because you know, those <laughs> obviously move some over time. <laughs> Sean says, just decide if you are the yeah. fucky or the fucker. Here. Yeah. I agree. I mean, and, and look, look and I think that's what's happening. I think they saw that CPI number this morning. Everybody was like, woohoo, it didn't go up too much. And then, uh, um, you know, had all the bank news. And so the mindset was, oh, Bitcoin is better. It's, you know, banks are failing. The whole world's going to come to us. And I think they're just leveraging that. They, the mysterious they. So. Yeah, I mean, but again, remember the whole market cap of crypto is a smidgen of the real total market cap, of, you know, economic output. So, um, you know, you have to expect if, if it's that type of collapsey thing, which I don't think it is, you know, it'd be going into all kinds of aspects. But I do like the feeling that, you know, when people are making money, um, that you know, that risk on appetite comes on and that, that, that was clearly on yesterday. Um, yeah. And then and you combine that with the fact that it was all tech people at those banks. So they're already in crypto. So it's easier for them to sort of, you know, roll over into it. But again, you know, woof, not financial advice, <laughs> pay attention. Yeah, look, I mean, the whole market kind of had a little surge this morning, um, you know, so, uh, but still, 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 still. Speaking of which, I'm going to do a little shill here for uh, material indicators, just because I can, because it's our show, and I can do that. Uh, just a note, like, um, I, I have a friend that was playing, uh, was pissed at himself for not... Um, we're not buying First Republic uh, stock on Monday at the open. And, Euphoric. Uh, what do you, yeah. I'll get the I love Euphoric. Nothing, nothing holds Euphoric back. But it's a good follow-on to Jean's uh, comment. But joking aside, weekly close tells the story. Yeah, you're mm -hmm. right. Yeah. You're right. Um, well, if I could get this fucking chart to open here. Oh, so what are you trying to do with material indicators? I'm going to shill our MTF because I, because, and this is something you can use in crypto too, but ugh, my whole fucking computer, goddamn telegram. 
I made the mistake of opening Telegram. The most yeah. recent version of Telegram is buggy as fuck. Oh, that's what's been going on. All right. I didn't know that. You know, yeah. I'm just over here limping along on my Android slash PC stuff. I'm not in the big leagues with you Apple fanboys. I thought I was the only one having trouble. So, <laughs> so if you had used, um, can you guys see that? If you'd used, uh, yeah. If you'd used our MTF indicator on uh, Monday morning, oh, this has got changed. Hold on. If you'd used our MTF indicator on Monday morning, um, well, wrong signal. Sorry, six deviation. Um, you know, you would have come out of this trade to here in about two and a half hours for a nineteen point seven nine percent. This trade. Uh, at 11 a.m. would have gotten you to 69.44%. And uh, this trade in six minutes would have done 9.43% on these three signals. Now, of course, if you stayed in today, um, you know, look at First Republic. They're being dropped down to junk status and they're still fucking pumping. So um, these would have been more in the probably 90 to 100% range on this one. So... Um, anyway, so wait, so explain to me again, cause, cause I see this, you know, I've seen this indicator a few times. Is it, is it driven by a box? So the trades would execute automatically or do you still have to manually yeah. pull the trigger? No, you have to set up bots. You can set up bots for it, right? So any of the major trading mm -hmm. platforms that have bot capability, um, if you're in crypto, if you're doing crypto trades, then you would be doing, you know, three commas or hummingbird or whatever it's called, or some of the other ones. Um, mm -hmm. But it would send the signal because it's reverting from the mean to the deviation level you set. And then that trade would execute. So in this case, this trade from yesterday up to the high of today would have gotten you 22 hours later to 149% on First Republic. So my, my point is, is that um, uh, mean reversion is a great way to play. And if you know bad news is coming for somebody uh, the next day or soon or the next morning, especially in something like stocks where, you know, the markets close that night, then it's obvious. It's usually a good idea to set up these indicators, these mean reversion indicators on things that are going to have bad news the next day um, or soon. Um, you know, if you think the mm -hmm. CPI is going to print bigger and so you think everything Bitcoin and everything else is going to dump, um, set up your mean reversion indicator and set your take profit levels, et cetera. This is not investment advice, but yeah, I wish I'd taken these trades last yesterday. Yeah, well, you know what I say. What's that? If wishes were horses, beggars could ride. You know what? Somebody had Twitter um, today asked the question, over the last year, no, I think it was overall time, what is the number one blockchain trade you regret the most? Blockchain trade over the last year. Like buying or selling? No, of all. Well, time, I mean, everybody could say, "Oh, how about you could just say shorting Bitcoin at sixty nine thousand." <laughs> well, no, that would have been a good trade. Yeah, no, I mean, I regret it because I didn't do it. Oh, <laughs> didn't you didn't do it. Or, no, I mean, I mean, trades that you actually did. Oh, got it. Like my um, answer, my answer was was ohm, but I was oh, snow dog time. Yeah, snow dog, snow dog, all those the rebase stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm trying to think what else I've written down like that. Um, 
Oh, well, I mean, those all went to zero, but let me think. I mean, I wasn't in home, but, uh, and I did make, hmm? go ahead. Sorry. Wait a minute. I I have to respond to this smart ass comment from Sean. Sean said, you probably want to drop the Mac and get a real computer. (laughs) uh, Sean, I am sitting here with one of the most powerful computers on the planet. I can't help buggy software by telegram, but I will tell you, uh, one of these days, I'm gonna, from all the education I've got from you, I'm going to buy you a real computer so that you can see um, what true computing power is like. And also one that doesn't require you to listen to a fan whirring at 400 miles per hour next to your head all day. So we'll, we'll get that. We'll get you there. I don't hear that. I don't hear that. Yeah. What are you going to get like a crazy supercomputer? You, you don't hear anything right now because there is no fan on my computer. I don't have to. Listen no, no, to I'm talking about mine. I'm talking about mine. Oh, oh well. <laughs> but you're going to have to teach. Is yours really yeah, a computer? It's a Lenovo. Oh, I'm running through the phone, but I display on the computer. Uh, so I have the other stuff running on the monitor to the left, the stuff I'm paying attention to as we talk. Yeah. But I run through the phone. Um Niblet said, holding you know, it, too long. It's always holding too long. Yeah, that is usually my problem as well. Niblet's definitely. There might be well, Brad, qu- quick question. So when you do this me MTF indicator and you like, you know, let's say for this example you have on the screen, you know, you put the exit uh, number in, right? Or the exit percentage yeah, in. So, so. I, I wouldn't okay. have collected this 149. Now, a lot of people trade this with uh, laddered, take profits right so they'll take off they'll take off their original you know trade off the table and then leave it in and let it run right or they'll set them at two and a half percent fifteen percent thirty percent whatever right i'm not a guy that's going to be waiting around for 149 percent but with this one i probably would have set much higher than my normal take profits because i truly believed um, that these bank stocks were going to bounce yesterday morning. Yeah, like I, I absolutely. I just haven't been actively trading any stocks in a very long time, but I truly, truly believed that these bank stocks were going to be bouncing hard uh, on Monday morning. So, and they did. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's you know we talked about this yesterday. I mean, it, it just seemed like the um, the doom loop of the weekend, the Twitter doom loop or whatever was just too frothy and too much, you know, yeah. when you compare it to what was going on in the real world. And I mean, it was yeah. like, I don't want to say it was a non-event, but I was talking to people about it, you know, uh, investments over the weekend and, you know, it was barely even brought up. Yeah. So I, yeah. I share your opinion that, yeah, it was like, it was going to pop <laughs> Yeah. no exactly. matter what on Monday. So what's Chuck saying? Chuck said, you need to assign the emotional burden to your software, Niblets. Let's do it while you sleep. Holding too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and Ch- Chuck said, Joe, Palm Pilots don't have fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's my BlackBerry, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you know, that. what a blast from the past. I remember how, you know, everybody would have that Palm Pilot in there. And then have a phone or something like that. But do you remember those other ones before that that just had addresses and contacts, like the boss or something like that? And it was like everybody be sitting in meetings trying to find contacts and stuff with people. You're these chirps. Oh, there it is. For all you youngins that uh, have no fucking clue what we're talking about, uh, this was a personal digital assistant, the Palm Pilot. There is no phone in this, despite the little phone button. 
there is no phone. That is your contact list. Um, this was like a little, you know, uh, calendar and address book and notes and to to do list, right? But uh, it was all yeah. rage. Well, and also remember there was no Wi-Fi then. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. So that's why you couldn't apples. Apple's PDA thing. What was that called? I forgot. Wizard. Apple oh, PDA. Newton. Mr. Jackmanoff. This was a Newton. That's right. The Newton. That was a horrendous failure. Just brutally bad. Brutally bad. Brutally bad. Um, how much yeah. were those again? Weren't those? How much were these PDAs? I remember. Were they like four hundred bucks or something? Uh, probably around what that range. Five hundred, four hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah, Chuck and Chuck and Niblets both said Newton. They knew it was Newton. Euphoric said an electrophilo electronic filofax. Yes, it's a Rolodex, yeah. digital Rolodex. But you also had your camera yeah. in there. But I, I had every device known to man because I was a bit of a a dork. So really you? Out, yeah, it's shocking, isn't it? A geek. A gear whore. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, buddy. I mean, everybody likes to play with stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I just tend to go more organic. I'll show you one of my favorite phones. Shit, selling for $245. I still have one. What the the flip phone? Yeah, this Nokia I had. Look at that Nokia. Look at that. I had a built in. God, I remember it. that. It flipped closed like that. Look at this scratched up piece of shit. Somebody's trying to sell it for $245. I got one that looks new. Anyway, you could flip it open to this little keyboard. And so your texting became much easier because you had that little, you had two hands on it with the keyboard. It was awesome. Yeah. That was the BlackBerry competition, right? Yeah. Nokia, Nokia, Nokia. Well, this wasn't, no, I wouldn't have called this a BlackBerry competitor. I would have called this a, a, a text, text machine on steroids. It had an address book. It had calendar and all that shit, but it was not. I don't think it was as competent ever as a BlackBerry, but. Yeah. yeah, you know, I remember when I was in Europe and after a dot com crash. So I guess this was summer of what would that be, two thousand one. Yeah. Um, you know, we would all get burner phones. You know, when you got there, and so you could, and I learned to text there, and I was just texting away. You know, because that's how you'd find people. I was like, this is the greatest thing in the world. It was like ten cents a text or something, yeah. and. And then I came back to the U.S. and I started texting people and like, you know, like guys at Seabrook and other places. And they were like, didn't even know what it was. And they were like, dude, you're the first person who's ever sent me a text on a phone. Then why is this going to be better? Than yeah. They're like, why is this going to be better than email? And I said, I don't know. It's faster. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, nobody was texting then. That would have been like September of uh, maybe 21 or 22. No, excuse me. Oh, one or oh, two. Oh, one or oh, two after the dot com crash. So, yeah. what do we got there? Oh, I remember that. The remember pagers, pagers, right? Pagers. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your secretary could send you a full note from her computer to your pager, but there was no way to truly type it in on the pager. I mean, you could do the arrow through the keys. Right. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, this was yeah, that's true. We had phones pre-keyboard, right? So you were typing it out on the number pad. But um yeah, this was uh this was the deal, drug dealers and uh you know, you just wanted to have a and then it, it kind of became like uh, a nerd uh symbol and people stopped using yeah. it. Yeah. So. Adam Robinson. Wearing it on their 
Hey, buddy, welcome. Uh, he said, I first started watching you guys during the snow dog days. You remember, remember when we did that live thing on trying to sell yeah. the, that thing? That show blew the fuck up. That was like our, and it wasn't even our normal time. That show was like fucking. Wasn't that on Thanksgiving? I just, yeah. Wasn't it? I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how we got so much attention for that show. I mean, it was thousands and thousands watching us live. I was like, "What the fuck?" It was crazy. Yeah, well, there's a there's your regretted trade right there, man. Because what were you that thirty seven thousand or something? I, I never executed it. I know. <laughs> I Is this enough? Is this enough? Pull the trigger, bitch! Pull the trigger! Oh, it's gone. <laughs> well, you know that was it was what it was, man. Yeah, that was uh, that was fun. Okay, uh, so sort of fun. Shizzy is, do Shizzy is doing a comment like my mother-in-law. He says, "My body makes me feel old, but you guys make me feel young with these phones." Thank you. In other words, our old age makes him feel young. There you go. I love it. No, Speak for yourself, you. Grasshopper. Um, Shizzy, you are young, buddy. You are young. Yeah, you are very young. So, so, so I mean, thirties is young. DTC hmm? is trying, trying. I'm not going to give. Is she the new yet. director? Try, no, she's joining the new committee. Um, former White House official. What else did she do? Circle TRM Fireblocks. So crypto, crypto woman. Um, but the CFTC has implemented a committee to actually think about and talk to people in this space about how to manage how they handle regulation for crypto. Right now, what a novel mm. idea! Bring people in that are experts that have responsible opinions about the space, and say, "Hey, we'd like to figure out the best way to handle this." So, the other thing that gives me hope for is when you see, you know, when Congress looks at this, um, pro and anti crypto, what they're going to see is an agency that's actually diving deeper into how to properly manage it so it doesn't go offshore. I think that they're the Congress, you know, people in Congress are are acutely aware that there's a risk of losing jobs in tech here. I just listened to an interview, a really good interview on uh, bankless with Brian Armstrong. I recommend everybody listen to it. Um, he talked about the fact that, you know, he talks to a lot of people in Congress and he would say 80% realize that there's a real risk to losing crypto and that there's a very small minority of folks like Warren that are, that are fucking stirring it up and that most of them want some reasonable policies to keep it here. By the way, really just insightful interview with him about how he's trying to decentralize Coinbase, what they're going to be doing with Base. Um, it, it's all uh, it was all very in, enlightening. I, I I notched up on the respect level for him. So, um, but anyway, this is a good move by the CFTC. My thinking is they position themselves as the ones who've actually taken a deeper dive into it. They've brought experts in from the industry. They're collaborating together. Well, what's Congress going to be more likely to give power to? The agency that's just bludgeoning everyone to death or the agency that's actually working to try to figure out a path forward that keeps it in the country? To me, this is a really smart strategy in the turf wars, right? It's like, oh, you know, we're not going to be complete assholes. We're going to figure out how to keep the fucking income in the country, right? And so to me, this is a really smart move. I'm really glad to see CFTC doing this. Yeah, likewise. I am, um, you know, there's no lack of hostility between Congress and the SEC um, yep. in general, let alone yep. now. It's probably at its highest level. So I like that an agency is being more responsible and coming out. And really, this is where it should be regulated. It shouldn't be. I mean, what got it into the SEC's like target sites was the ICO stuff in 2017, the capital yep. raise stuff. 
but everything else, I mean, that's, that's what, five years ago now? Exactly. You know, and I mean, what have they what really have done to fix that? And what have yeah. they prosecuted? Five cases? A dozen? Cases? Yeah, yeah. At, most. at most. Yeah, something like that. So, you know, it's just all posturing. And like you, you have said frequently, um, you know, auditioning for the next gig, basically. Um, yeah. But the CFTC always takes the more, to me, more responsible approach. And, you yeah. know, um, and I like this a lot. Um, I think too. it's, you know, hopefully they're like interfacing a lot with Congress to show why it should be in their hands versus the SEC. Um, you know, unless you're doing capital raises and then all you got to do is really register. So, exactly. you know, I, I love and this. Let's, this let's is a good, a good find. Path. Let's create a digital currency registration, make it easy with, and make disclosures easy. Let's not, let's make it so that the average company starting in the digital cryptocurrency space doesn't have to spend $150,000 on attorneys to disclose risks, et cetera. Right. Fill out a fucking form and post it on the blockchain. <laughs> yeah. And, and so if you're an uh, entrepreneur, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's it. That's it. That's good. No, I was going to say, and if you're an entrepreneur and you got to pay developers or cough up a 150 grand of wasted capital to file forms about something that they don't even know what the heck they're doing. Anyhow. I mean, what's your choice going to be? Of course. I'm going to hire developers, you know, Absolutely. and then I'll see if it works. And then, you know, buy my way out later if I have to. So yeah. Um, yeah. it just encourages non-compliance, you know. So yeah. why not make it so people want to, like you said? Yeah. So anyway, good move by the CFTC. I think we're unanimous in that this is smart. And it also, uh, I think, bodes well for it. Um, I, again, was pretty surprised by Brian's um, very positive tone. Um, and his very much fuck you SEC tone uh, about ETH staking. He, I, I don't think they're going to back down from that. What the fuck so ever. I think they're, they're fully prepared to go all the way fighting him in court over ETH staking. Um, so that's going to be real interesting. It'll be interesting to see if the SEC picks that fight or not. I don't know. Uh, Sean says, Shizzy, when we start talking about telex, faxes and ham radio, no, you know, we are near death. Sean, I worked in the fax <laughs> Believe it or not. So I have a lot of fact stories. Did I tell you guys the story about the fact that um, we um, we were selling to all the major mortgage banks and all the big giant department stores, Walmart and everybody, they all used our internet fax services, right? So we had these internet fax services. Well, they were paying per page, you know, for every fax being sent. But what they didn't know was we had so many of both sides of those faxes being sent between the mortgage banks and the department stores and the law yeah. firms. But all we were doing was sending a file over our network. <laughs> we were just, they would, they would say, no, we didn't even print it because it was internet fax. So they thought they were actually sending pages of faxes to us. They were actually sending it a, J, a bunch of JPEGs. And then we were not actually ever transmitting it over the phone lines. We were just sending it to the other recipients account in our account as a fax. So, they, we were just transferring JPEGs across an internal network. It, it was just fucking amazing. The margins were yeah, I'm, unbelievable. Oh, I can imagine. I remember being in Fannie Mae when uh, it was like, oh, this is like 99-ish. And with they were redoing this, trying to automate that whole process. And I was sitting there, you know, like getting mortgages and securitizing them and all that stuff. And, 
And I remember looking at the size of these faxes rolling around and I was like, you know, they were like 70 pages or something like that. So I, I, I don't doubt that you guys were cleaning up at that point. Yeah, think about it. A few, a few cents per page. And we were never actually paying any telecom fees. We were just fucking transferring them over the network. It was awesome. It was a fucking great business. And, you know, we did it. So as that API. was right after you guys got out of the advocate. After you got out of the advocates business, right? Actually, I got in that. This was the weirdly weird thing. I was in that company right after a uh, year and a half, two years after .com. So anyway, uh, okay. So, uh, Shizzy said, uh, 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 Shizzy said, ha ha. Shizzy said, Karen Warren is the main reason why we need term limits in all public offices. She was once a good representative and now she's lost her damn mind. I agree. She was once a good representative. I agree. She's lost her damn mind, but I will never agree with you on term limits. Sorry. That's just my thing. I, term limits are voting. That's what our job you is. You know, if, if you hadn't have pissed her off and, you know, and, and, and did through that time, you know, maybe she'd be a little less cranky. If I had, I mean, maybe you need to go. Well, yeah. If you hadn't like snuck out in the middle of the night, you know, if you'd like basically, you know, at least stayed for breakfast, she wouldn't be as cranky, man. Come on. Take one for the team, buddy. <laughs> uh, uh, Sugar crush, baby. Sean says blockchain via fax may be a thing one day. Why don't we do a fax chain? <laughs> that's you, it all the data gets transferred via fax and you just hold the fax in a box in your on your desk and that's the fax chain something i don't know well can we could nft it right and we could do ordinals of it or something like that and, yeah, and help out go. the whole block btc we'll just manually scan the files in and then that'll yeah, yeah. chuck says i still there have no, i was gonna say real quick that reminds me of a contract we once had now this would even be further back than that and it was um, it was a government group, and what the contract was was to go in there, you know, because they all had just big boxes of paper everywhere in these warehouses, and it was to go in and like digitize it, which meant what you just said, sending in like <laughs> low wage people to go in and just scan in or whatever yeah. every piece of paper. It would take years to get it yeah. all in. Yeah, um, but those were giant contracts. So, well, how is it possible you know, that I'm still filling out paper forms at the fucking doctor's office? Like, what, what the fuck? And even when I have heard about out, that. I don't know that. I don't know why, man. Even when you fill it out online before your appointment, it's a fucking PDF they download and print. And it's just like, what, what the fuck is wrong with you people? It's just like, yeah. oh God, it's 20 fucking 23. Chuck said, I still have an EFAX number. There's always some Luddite out there that wants to send paper. Yeah, me too, buddy. Uh, Niblet says that Luddite is usually your family doctor. Yeah, that's <laughs> Chuck. Sean said, Chuck, love it. And then Shizzy said, did Brad have a beer with Elizabeth Warren? <laughs> no. I, I think uh, more than one. I think more than one, obviously. <laughs> it, would, it would take a couple of cases. <laughs> loss of consciousness. Um, yeah, maybe there's a little tequila involved, listen, I'm sure. Listen, Elizabeth Warren at the beginning. That was in between wives, by the way. That was in between wives, just That's to it. be clear with everybody. Elizabeth yeah. Warren at the beginning of her career was a fucking warrior against banks. I mean, she was on behalf of the little guy. She was not fucking around. And she scared the shit out of them. Now they're all scared to death of her because of the power she has. And so that puts her in a unique position with them. But now that she has them under her control and they do whatever the fuck she says, 
they she doesn't she doesn't feel the need to have a competitor like crypto in the space despite the fact that crypto would benefit the little guy more than her bank control she doesn't want to let go of that control that ego is too much man once you have that kind of power and that kind of control over something you think you've accomplished what you wanted to accomplish and you have the ability to to make people jump then the idea that this competitor can come along and take that power from you is a very scary thing. And it may not even be conscious. It may just be that's the gut reaction she has to it because she understands subconsciously that if crypto wins, um, she loses her power. And that's her, her entire career is, is banks. Her entire career was beating the shit out of banks and credit card companies. So she's got nothing else if crypto wins. And, and I think that's kind of the subconscious fucking motivation for her being such an idiot. So how old is she? Is she like 80 I something? Want to say, I want to say late 70s. Okay. But I don't know. Alexa, yeah. how old is Elizabeth I mean... Warren? Elizabeth Warren is 73 years old. Oh, 73. Mm-hmm. She acts like she's 93, but she's 73. So, Alexa, when was the last time Elizabeth Warren was at Brad's house? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, so this isn't a laughing matter. Um, um, yeah, we kind of hurts, treat man. These, we kind of treat these things like, um, yeah, there's a fucking another one. I feel sorry for those people. Adios. Um, and I, I can't disclose anything, but um, we we know somebody who was directly impacted by yeah. this yesterday, and yep. um, it's a really fucking horrible thing. Um, and. And having been on the other side of kind of exploits and or uh, vulnerabilities at a much smaller scale, that feeling of kind of like not being able to fucking do a thing um, and not being able to respond is, and just having something fucking vanish that you worked hard to build up and, and grow, it's really bad. It's a really bad feeling. So um, uh, my sympathy out to everybody that uh, got hit with this yesterday. And it's a good reminder every time we see yet another exploit that we don't kind of treat them as trivial things. For people on the other side of it, it's uh, it's brutally painful. So, yeah, it's, it sucks. $200 million exploit. Um, what was interesting about this yesterday was the flash launch, right? Yeah, well, what the well, somewhat. Um what was interesting about this was this is a protocol that was audited six fucking times, six fucking times. And guys who are security experts on Twitter are saying it, it's this donate command in smart contracts that that is the, the result of it. It wasn't properly secured on the other side of it. I don't know enough about it to say specifically, but that's what it was. But security guys on Twitter are like, what the fuck? This is the first thing I check in a lending protocol. Like the very first fucking thing I check is to make sure that is secure. Six fucking audits on this protocol, and the bug was there for a year. Over a year, this bug was in the fucking code and through multiple audits. This company that does like audit insurance and has a group of auditors that they approve had to pay out 3.5 million. It'll be 4.5 million total um, that they have to pay out. Obviously, a fucking drop in the bucket for 200 million. But there was this entire thread by them, you know, basically saying, oh, it's a tough business. Security's tough, blah, blah. These auditors are the best in the business. And I'm like, yeah, maybe fucking not. Maybe they're not the best in the business if they don't have a fucking checklist for the basics of shit you check for. Like, I'm sorry. I, I just, I, I, 
I don't get it. I mean, it's night and day compared to uh, Michael Llewellyn that we met at Open Zeppelin, right? We talked through with yeah. him. We talked through with him how they have these checklists. They check everything. They're working on on artificial intelligence to be able to check for things. I mean, there are some basic fucking things you're supposed to check for if you do this for a living. And I don't care how good those auditors were. Six fucking audits. Nobody catches a common, common problem in smart contracts. And that to me is just fucking disgraceful, dude. And, and, and here's the thing. These guys charge a bloody fucking fortune for this. They make projects wait and lose out on income. And then they don't even do the job competently. So um, anyway, I, um, I'm sorry for people that lost. I'm sorry that it was something so fucking stupid. And um, hopefully, hopefully lessons will be learned. We'll see. Uh, wanted all of you uh, Simpleton Windows users uh, to be aware. There's yet another massive malware attack coming back onto uh, you people that don't have the sense to use privacy protecting secure operating systems. But anyway, um, this uh, this bug, this is a pretty malicious fucking malware. Uh, the way this thing works is um, it once it gets into someone's machine, it then takes email threads from your email account and sends out the payload for the malware to people that were in that thread, making it look like it's just another email in the thread coming from you. So this thing spreads pretty viciously. Um, you guys should all be aware. Do not have macros turned on if you're a Microsoft Office user. Do not open attachments. Call someone if they sent you an attachment and make sure that they actually sent it to you. I mean, these are all the basics of security, but this one can take over everything and clean your fucking wallets out. So um, be careful. And um, if somebody sends you an attachment, confirm it's from them. Whatever you got to do, confirm that they actually sent it to you because um, you'll lose everything you have and every bit of control of your life you have if this bot um, gets you. So, yeah, but it's only, well, I mean, does anybody ever, yeah, I did see a weird couple of weird emails lately. Like one was, I mean, I didn't do an application for this, but it was a product saying we received your application. We're here ready to help you. And it was like, you know, call this number. Of course I didn't because I didn't know who it was or what they were talking about, but it's getting through the Gmail spam filter. And yeah. so some stuff's getting through that now. I noticed that previously wouldn't. So you have to really be super because I, you know, I trust Gmail as far as for, for, you know, this, Google for blocking most spam and malware and stuff like that. But, and, and this one you would totally trust. It would be like if you, me, Chuck, Shizzy and Sean were in an email thread and we were going on and on and then my computer got infected. Well, the bot goes into the emails and says, Oh, here's one with, Chuck, Suzy, Sean, and Joe, and Brad sends out another email that looks like it's a continuation of the thread and then the payloads on the on the email. So you think, oh, fuck, Chuck sent me a document. Let me check it out. And boom, you're done. Yeah. It reminds me, what was that one? The first one I think I remember being out was that I love you bug or whatever. Remember that back in like, yeah, again, like I want to say 2000 or something like that. Yeah, And it came from someone you knew. And, and, and yep. it was like, I love you. And, it, and it, 
in my situation, it came from an old Greek CFO that I knew at a tech firm. So I was kind of like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I was like, so I was, you know, all like, what? But, you know, if they had caught like, <laughs> if they had caught another name, you know, if it had been like a wife or something, you know, because I think it was on Valentine's Day, wasn't it? Well, I don't remember, but yeah, probably. Yeah. Because everybody was in Outlook back then, or at least I was. Yeah. And, you know, it didn't, and you had to have the McAfee or something like that strapped on because there was no Windows Defender or, or any of the other stuff to protect you. Um, yeah. I mean, it's still going on. I mean, st people still click on links, I guess. And this in this case, I, yeah. I didn't coming from you, much, basically. Yeah. I don't know how much fucking depressing shit I'd loaded up today. This is kind of bad. Uh, 280 blockchains that are forks of Bitcoin are at risk of a zero-day exploit. Um, Doge has already patched, Zcash, Litecoin, um, and, of course, Syphilis Coin has already patched, Joe, so you're good. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one's really... Well, you know, I just keep buying more. How about that? Where are you going? In the hope, you know, throw another dollar at it and get another 500,000 tokens. <laughs> Did Joe just refer to the John McAfee strap on? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I was talking about McAfee. I was talking about McAfee and all that, but I don't remember uh, strap on being in that. There's a documentary but, uh, about him I want to watch. Kind of. The way he's in Belize or something like that? Yeah, I don't remember. Something, something. I don't know. Um. Uh, oh, this is. Uh, did we talk about this yesterday, Barney Frank? What he said? Did we talk about that? I think we talked about it on Twitter. Okay, but no, go but, ahead. He was on the board of. Uh, so he on the board know, of Signature Bank, right? Yeah, I didn't know Barney yeah. Frank was on the board of Signature Bank, which is fucking kind of crazy. I love Barney Frank, um, and Frank is the Frank of Dodd Frank, or is it Frank Dodd? The legislation that reformed the banks in 2008, you know, he's got a lot of expertise around banks and whether they're solvent or not, because he was leading the charge on cleaning up the entire fucking mess in 2008. The bill um, was what gave them the power to do the bail-ins and all of the infrastructure that they needed for all of the current rounds of rescues or whatever they're called. Well, he came out yesterday saying that Crypto Signature Bank um, actually was not uh, insolvent, was, was not insolvent, and um, that by uh, the weekend they had stabilized everything and they were ready to open for business on Monday morning. And he was told that it is a political attack on Signature to make an attack on crypto. And so my expectation is we're going to have some. We're going to have some investigations on where the orders came down uh, from on this one, because there are going to be shareholders that are pissed the fuck off that their bank was shut down and didn't need to be. So uh, I think this one's going to get fucking ugly and I hope it does. I don't give That's a, a good shit. point. I don't give a shit. Democrats or Republicans. I don't give a fuck who gave the order. <laughs> fucking go. Let's go. Let's make this big. Let's make it public. It's a great way to exempt a great example of how scared they are of it. It's a great example of how out of control sometimes politic political people can be, regulators can be. Um, so I really hope this this big deep dive on this fucker really do. Well, there will be because you know all the shareholders have you know a direct claim to sue um, since they're the ones that get wiped out. You know in yep. these scenarios. You know yep. and. 
So that it's going to be interesting to see how that. I mean, I know just like you know, uh, Silicon Valley Bank was actually shut down by the California Consumer, I don't right. know, financial safety thing. This one was shut down by the New York equivalent, and yep. I think it's interesting to know who who told them to shut it down. Exactly. You know, and why, like you said, why was it shut down? Because you know he does make some interesting points, uh, Barney Frank, that. You know, he actually shows how much or he states in one of these articles how much money they had on the books and what amounts of money was leaving and how I guess eight billion had fled. But they had it stabilized by Sunday, you know, and so when and nobody even called them, if I remember right, in the article to say it was being shut down, all of a sudden it was just terminated. Yeah. And so, you know, we need to we need to really because it does, as we said yesterday, it does kind of seem like. Um, <clears throat> there was a piggybacking of like a stealth choke point 2.0 op going on. Yep. I'm not saying for Silicon Valley Bank, that was a different category. But I think that, um, you know, I think everybody was like, oh, wait, we have an opportunity here when they saw the capital flooding over there. So yep. Sean thinks they'll play the national security card, i.e. Iran, Russia, North Korea, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's possible. That's possible. But They'll have to show some transactions that were facilitating that for signature. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, and I, I, I look, you know, Barney Frank misses the limelight of being in the Senate. And I think he's probably going to fucking uh, go ballistic. Yeah. I mean, he's out of a gig too. So, you know, you're going to be like, and he probably had options, you know, you should yep. give options to those. So, yeah. And maybe made an investment in it. So yeah, look, it's, it's something that needs to be determined as to what plus is going on there. Plus, he's he's funny as shit, so uh, it's going to make it more fun to watch. So. Who was the? Oh, yeah, he wasn't the comedian. That was that guy from Minnesota. Was no, that, that was um, the guy that had to resign. Wait, is Frank still yeah. in Congress? I thought Frank retired. Is he still? A I thought he did. He. I thought he retired. I think you. I don't know if you can serve on the boards of banks. But he's funny as you know. shit. Yeah. Um, who is the he, guy? He doesn't hold back. What is his name? The guy that resigned because he... He's he a comedian. Posted, he posted the yeah. picture. He had the picture of him pretending to grab the woman's butt or boob when she was sleeping. What was that? Uh, I almost had yeah. it. Um, Frank retired in 2013. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. 2013. 2013. But he's not gonna fuck around. He he he's one of those. Al Franken. Thanks, Nibbles. Al Franken. Yeah, another Franken. Yeah. Yeah. Al yep. Franken. That's why it was oh. so familiar sounding. Yeah, it's it. I Good wish job, Al Franken Nibbles. was on it. That would be fucking hilarious. That guy should have never resigned. That's stupid. Joe, I'm yeah. ready to wrap it up. You good today? We just kind of had a casual chat today, man. Yeah, it's fun, man. I mean, no interviews, just getting to shoot the shit. I like those days too. Um but you know, hey, every, where, where are we sitting? Is uh, where's BTC right now? Where's everything still up? Sean said Binance shut off from uh, Skrill in the UK as well. Choke point is international. Yeah, I have no doubt about that. Here, let me load up uh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin is at uh, hanging at twenty five eight sixty one at the moment. All right. Yeah. I saw ETH was like almost to eighteen hundred earlier. So. Yeah. You know, could be interesting. Hey, hey, Sean, is this line right? Like at twenty five, three, five, four? Is that right, dude? Is that am I doing that right? 
That looks right. That looks like a good line. That looks like a good line. And then this one up here at the 32.4 area. I think that's, I think those are good lines. We'll let Sean tell us on Thursday. Sean's going to be on Thursday, boys and girls, because there is no show on Friday because I'm heading for Colorado. Nice. Um, yes. Um, so no show Friday, but here's what's going to happen. Do not tune out because our interviews from ETH Denver are going to be appearing in our absence. And we expect you all to fully discuss them uh, in the telegram. Uh, Sean said he has some other lines, but yeah, the wick test. All right. Excellent. Uh, so I'm not too far off. Maybe he's just being polite. Um, um so uh, be prepared because uh, there will be something airing on the show at lunchtime uh, daily. And if Joe wants to jump on and just bullshit with somebody, he can. I don't know. I feel like doing yeah. That. Well, maybe I'll tee him up. You know, if you can just set him up to run at a certain time or whatever. Yep. Yep. Um, I'll do that. Yeah. Then I'll just come on and talk some smack for 10 minutes before they run. That's good. Um and then close it out because I'm going to be out of town, but I'm not going to be on the slopes or anything. So, yeah. So I'll be able um, to tee it up. Yeah. And if I get a day free, like we're not skiing every day. So if I get a day free, I might just pop on and tell you a message you and see if you're available. Maybe we'll just pop on for a day and see what the fuck's going on in the world. Yeah. And look, you know, I think if you're in Colorado, what are we, two hours? So we'll be going at 10 for your time. Yeah, you can yeah. get up, hit the slopes at five, go up down the mountain five or six times, and you'll be all ready for the show at ten. Yeah, and I don't ski every single day. I have a break in there in between. So Yeah, all it's because right, your age, right? Yeah. No, I've always been that way. I, I like skiing, but I don't like fucking doing eight hours of skiing. It's just not it's it's fucking exhausting. Well, yeah, the bunny slope gets boring, right? I like to go have some chili, you know. <laughs> Drop some cheese and onions on top of that chili. No beans. Chili is chili is there's no chili that has beans in it. It doesn't exist. Yeah, Texas chili doesn't have beans in it, right? No, yeah, you shouldn't if you make chili and you put beans in it, then you don't get to call it chili anymore. Sorry. That's just the way it is. Right. Um if you have not joined our telegram group, you're an idiot. Because we have smart people in there. Smart people like Chuck and Niblets and Sean and Shizzy. Uh, and Eamon and all the good folks that you hear from on the show every day, they're in there, in in the flesh. Well, not in the flesh. That's that's a picture none of us. None of us want that picture. That sounds like something Al Franken would say. <laughs> but they're in there. They're in there talking, sharing their brain power and knowledge with you so you can invest, trade better, think better, be smarter, or just getting, you know, a debate with Sean about, you know what's a shit coin and what's not it's always a good time we all like watching it's a short debate it's a short debate though from sean's perspective <laughs> anyway you're missing out we got lots of news lots of information uh t.me forward slash mission defi t.me forward slash mission defi search for defi launch there will be a link in the show notes for this show so you can click on it on your phone join the telegram group and then you'll get all the the fresh alerts, uh, what's coming up. I got some more yields to post in tomorrow. May talk about some of them on the show. Do we have a guest tomorrow, Joe? I don't think so. Nope. Uh, so I may do some yield stuff tomorrow just for shits and giggles. It's been interesting watching the yield changes over the after the USDC peg in those feeds I'm getting. So uh, mm -hmm. maybe, we'll, maybe we'll go into some of those. 
Niblet says no beans, all meat. And that's what she said. Um, that's his follow up to the um, John McAfee strap on comment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right boys and girls uh thank you niblets thank you sean thank you chuck thank you shizzy thank you adam and we appreciate and love all of you but euphoric thanks man euphoric's a man of few words just he throws it yeah but they're always potent yeah man he always throws in just like one fucking and gets you and then and then he's out he's gone he's a ghost He's the James Bond of Mission DeFi DeFi Lunch. He's the he's the stealth attacker. He doesn't fuck around. So everybody join our community. We love you. We appreciate you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please take two minutes. Just two minutes. All it's gonna take. It really doesn't even take that long. You just have to click a star, five, the fifth star. You click the fifth star, and then you say, Brad and Joe are brilliant. And that's it. And then you're done. If you're watching on YouTube, you should make sure you're subscribed. Click the little bell. And then Joe would like you to smash. Smash the thumbs up. Smash the thumbs up. So thank you for watching. Um, Thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you for listening. What's our postal man's name in Australia, Joe? I can't remember it. How come I can't remember it? That's embarrassing. Botzheimer's? Um, uh, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, damn. Uh, Come on. Give it to me. What is it? I don't know. Hold on. I'm searching. I can't find him. Did he delete his post? Did he delete it? I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't see why. I will search isn't working on Telegram, so fuck it. Anyway, thank you, Ozzy Postman. I will find your name and bring it out tomorrow because it's horrible that I don't remember your name. I'm very sorry about that. That's just embarrassing. I shouldn't even have brought you up. Uh, I, I just feel horrible. But if you're listening to us right now, know that we love you. We appreciate you. Uh, we want you to be you know, here Good. with us part of our lives. Thank you so much. If you just look over behind your uh, green screen and you see that little pinup of Elizabeth Warren, you'll put a little smile on your face. <laughs> Mr. Muccioli says, you're on summertime now? Uh, you mean time zone? Is that what he means? It know. must be. Yeah, yeah. We, daylight savings time was over the weekend in the U.S. Euphoric. So we went ahead an hour. Euphoric did the love thing. How many countries I still like do it. that? How many countries still do that stupidity? Daylight savings time? Yeah. I think just I think I don't know. I have a feeling it's us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know though. Was that yeah. I mean it just needs to go away. I mean it's like so dark when I go out to you know, walk run in the morning at like six, six thirty, it's like black out there. So yeah. Do you think there are wives around the world that ask their husbands, why the fuck do you listen to those two idiots every day? No, I think they're probably just glad that they're not getting pestered by their husbands. You know, at this point, they're kind of like, <laughs> stay in the man cave, dude. <laughs> We're we a do have women that listen, though. Mr. Muccioli says Europe still has it. So oh, okay. We're not the only idiots in the world. I thought it was just an American 
thing. I'm out of here, Joe. All right, brother. Bye, Joe. Ciao, everybody. Thanks, man. It's always a fun time.